Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, I go by the name of Phil Augusta Jackson. This is the Redondo Tape. Shout out to Nick Lee. Six months in Redondo. Beach right by the condo. Oh my gosh, oh my kase. I'ma need my sushi pronto. Shooting star like a Cosmo. Make you move like a mambo. Spank a hater like a bongo. Baby sleeping like mono. Girl sweet like a mango. Gets a taste to the tango. Strum my body like a banjo. Then hit the sign in our sandals. Flow hot like a condo. You're listening to the PCAS presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin Beach, the Athletics Department, occasionally OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Lightband offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local sport, muddling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE and thanks to you, our listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He it's Casey Greer. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked off speed podcast. Podcast anticipating an eventful weekend that hopefully features golf in some way. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Got a couple of it. We were we were noticing and somewhat lamenting that, uh, boy, it's been for the first time in well north of a year quiet. Mm. There's been not much going down the last couple of weeks. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Couple of couple of pleasurable things to announce. Well, not announce, but remunerate upon extensions for a couple of champs. Ross Brown inking his extension to continue on as the head of the Austin Tennis Programs, and Taylor Mott. She she keeps winning. She keeps getting extensions. She's just never going to go anywhere. And you know what? I'm cool with that. It's not a volleyball program. It's a volleyball empire at this point. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know. The word dynasty's thrown around a lot these days. Dynasty, I think, refers to one program. I'm saying Empire because she's now won championships with two separate teams and two separate sports. This is true. It's the the Austin P Volleyball Dynasty presented by Taylor Mott. Put that on a business card. Put that on that business card. I mean, good. You, you like to see the the good coaches stick around. Listen, you know, you throw a ring on it, you get a couple more years. It it would be easy to to. To possibly lose those two to greener pastures, but if you keep making the grass a little greener on this side of the fence, becomes that much harder for them to go to the other ones. Especially when you keep stacking rings on it. Yeah, you you, st- you keep setting boats afloat, and it's it, it's a good time all the way around for everybody. You know what else is a good time? Shooty hoops practice. Back to basketball practice. Shooty hoops practices. What have you seen out of the ladies? You go first, and then uh, I will talk about I, the gentlemen's. Oh, we all know the transfers. Got got a big trio of transfers, and boy, Carly Carly Pace and Yamaya Johnson can just create opportunities to score. And I mean, we've seen it for the past two or three years with both of them. And uh, I much prefer see them seeing them do it uh, in Austin Peay colors. I, I'm, I'm much more excited to watch them uh, throw the ball in the hoop for us rather than against us. And then, I mean, as always. Ella Sawyer's a player. She's she. I think she, maybe you can call it a little down year last year. I I think she's going to bounce she back. Would say, she, she would say as well that last year. I, I believe she said so in this very podcast. I think she, I think she'll bounce back in a big way. I mean, Shaylee Kirby still shoots the lights out. Nina, after a summer of playing, Nina De Leon Negron after a summer with the Puerto Rican team. Uh, I mean, that can't make you worse. No, no and problem. Then, uh, Neek Cherry's going to be a problem down on the post for the rest of the OVC. And uh, oh yeah, when she comes off the court. Don't don't forget about Shy Booker. Pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm, they're going to be uh, they're going to be a problem. There's going to be some hoopers for the Govs, and uh, 
put the OVC on notice right now. On the men's side, I mean, we're less than a week into the whole thing, so it's I don't want to draw like too many conclusions, but they are about it. It is all business right now. There is there is no you know summer can be a time for for clowning and you know picking up some bad habits, running and pick up and everything else, but no. They are about it. They've got guys who are leading by example, by their words. I mean, you got the guys that are back. You got your Chinos. You got your Alec Woodards. People that have been through it know what it's about. And then you've also got, I've been, I'll tell you, I've been hugely impressed with Noel Scott uh, for a guy who didn't really get to even play meaningful basketball last year because California Juco's canceled the season. He has stepped right in and been a floor general. He's been very impressive. Out on the sand this morning. Out on the sand this morning doing a little cross training. Love to love to see them mix it up when they're doing the training. I think that's a huge – I mean, that, that sand court is right there for the use. And it, you get out there and you cross train that sand. That is building all – I mean, you see it on indoor with our indoor volleyball team, just how much good they get out of their time in the sand every spring. I think you're going to have to watch out uh, both OVC basketball leagues for the Govs this year. It's going to be a capital P problem for for I mean, the the women have the shooting, the men between the women have some size too, which they they've had they had Shy Booker last year, and they had Kamaya Ward. She was a freshman. She got in foul trouble a lot as a freshman, so now you've got not just one option when one of those two gets in foul trouble. You've got a third and a third option that was a force at junior college and has played in the ACC the past two years. I mean that's and that's kind of been the the knock against the men last year was you know down low it was it was Mike Peak it was Terry Taylor and it was a pocket full of wishes and I mean Corbin Merritt's making strides he think he's going to have a lot more run this year. Asan Duf is seven two. Yeah, not, no, yeah, not, that not like a rub seven two. That helps. Like, that that dude's a monster. Elijah Hutchins Everett possibly the most valued prospect to ever come here. He's going to take some time. He's not going to – I don't think he's going to fall out of bed being Terry Taylor. But you know what? Not many people do. Only Terry Taylor does that. Pretty much, yeah. From the hardwood to the gridiron, some news and notes regarding our beloved Austin football team this week. The Govs checking in at number 23 in Athlon Sports' FCS poll. The Chattanooga game rated as the ninth biggest non-conference FCS game by Hero Sports at Cordell Jackson – bring in stats, preseason, All-American honors, as Cordell Jackson does. Let's start with the Athlon ranking. The one knock they had against us in that ranking was, I believe this is a quote, the Govs have to start over at wide receiver. They did not know at the time of this article. Yes, yes, excuse them. I don't think they knew about the return of one Benico Harley. I don't think they knew about the return of one Eugene Minner. Oh, don't forget, Jay Parker's back. Jordan Pollard didn't play last spring, got hurt. Guess what? He's back. Um, I don't think that's starting over. And if that's our biggest week, if, if, if that, that is starting over, we should be so fortunate as to start over that way every if year. If Harley is our biggest weakness on that football field at wide receiver because we have to start over, boy, watch out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'll, I'll take I'll take my uh, my which reclamation now, now, project. Now, when they ranked this, I don't think Harley. they I don't think they knew that Benico and Minner were guys coming back. So that's fair. They ranked us low, but how it's crazy that Austin P football we think is too. Too low in a ranking preseason. Ranking. Yeah, yeah. Looking at number twenty-three in the nation and going, oh, that's you're, that. you're overlooking us a little bit there. Because think, I mean, and it's it, the best point it made was the Govs got better each and every game last year, 
Draylon Ellis better each and every game last year. Him and Scotty Walden just becoming one with that offense. The the the, the Draylon Ellis whisperer basically is what Scotty and Brian Baca are. Listen, listen, watch out. Oh yeah, people. We haven't even mentioned Brian Sneed, or should be All American Jack McDonald. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna the, start uh, that right now. Yeah, we're starting the uh, get Jack McDonald All American status right now. It's tough. Of all the positions, when we were talking about this yesterday, of all the positions in FCS football to be an All-American, it seems like linebacker is the most difficult because every year it seems like a handful of guys from FCS are getting drafted and going and on to the next level and doing things. And I defy you to find me one that is more productive, didn't say as productive, more productive than Jack McDonald. You can't, you won't. Also, find me somebody that's a better person and as productive as Jack McDonald. You can't do that either. It matters. To me, it matters. That's that's he's a good guy. I think, that, he, I think he is a good guy, I but think it's very thrown out there. It, he is a very good guy. It's odd that you of all people are like, yeah, I'm I'm invoking a character clause. Well, I mean, he's a co-side academic all all district selection. He he is that yes. So, but yeah, uh, that chat game could be Thursday nighter. Thursday, I'm, I love. I don't I think love. I've ever played. I don't think I've ever been to Chats Football Stadium. So it's pretty nice. Uh, uh, we went six years ago now. I think go down there and stick it to the mocks. We could do that. Oh. And and we might. Oh. Or what's, some, some what's Cordell? Be. Okay, and then to Cordell, obviously. What's he going to do new this year? Because two years ago, he intercepted everything. Last year, they said, oh, we're not going to throw at you. So he said, I'll just do all the tackles for a loss. He's going to get the peanut Tillman swipe in, and he's going to start forcing like a fumble a game. He's going to become Robert Mathis, just a strip sack? No, 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 no. You know how peanut Tillman would sneak up behind guys? Just punch it out? Pop it out? So he's just going to force seven he's, fumbles he, he, this year. Yeah, he's going to have – I think he's going to – Add that to the bag this it's year. It's either that or people go back to throwing at him and he picks off like 10 passes. I don't think anybody's going to be foolish enough to throw at him again. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's going to be foolish enough to leave him unblocked off the edge. I mean, probably they are. Yeah, well, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't block him with a... You're going to block him, you're going to block Jack, you're going to block Troy. Well, you can't block him with like a tackle. He's just going to run around him. That defense is good. That They have a chance to be... As good as we think the offense is going to be, like, I think the defense is better. The defense. defense is better. We wrap the first part of this with some community service honors for men's and women's tennis from the ITA. Uh, beginning to be a habit, I believe. Yeah, it's like three of the la- the women have won the district award three of the last four years. The year they didn't win it, they were the honorable mention. The men have got back to back honorable mentions. I mean, if somebody want to step up and beat the govs in community service? I don't think they do. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't, they won't, and they can't. So, since nothing else has really occurred, let's uh, get out of the way and we'll come back and talk to Morgan Rutledge of the aforementioned oh, yeah. volleyball program. It's right after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I found you, girl, I like being around you. Feel like Kanye, I'm bound to. Sorry if you down on Her first season was a pandemic season, but Morgan Rutledge still got a title out of it as part of the Austin P Beach Volleyball Team will return this fall to an indoor program with high hopes for the 2021 season. The Louisville native looks to play a big role for the Govs on the court and in the sand for years to come. Today, she joins us on the PCAST. Morgan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. 
So one of the things I like to find out from everybody who decides to come to Austin is why Austin Peay? It was a perfect distance from my house, and I also just loved the campus and the people there, and it was a good vibe as soon as I already came, so it just automatically felt like home. What are some observations you had about the first year? I mean, obviously, it was a it was a first year kind of unlike any that we could have anticipated. Yeah. Uh, what just what was your, kind of your overall impressions? See, I didn't really come into it with any expectations because I knew it was going to be totally different. Um, I just kind of just tried to keep my head up the whole time and hope for the best and just be ready for anything to come at me. How weird was it having to start your college volleyball career this way with uncertainty? And I mean, this time a year ago, we had no idea if there'd be a season, when there'd be a season, what that would look like. Just how odd was the whole thing? It was really weird. I think we all truly just wanted to play, but we also didn't want anybody to get like sick or anybody else to get sick. So it, it was hard, but I think we got through it. And I think hopefully this season coming up will be more than normal and it'll be better. Your coaches, how big of a role did they play in getting you guys through this and getting you through this year and making it as normal as possible for lack of a better term? I think they did really good trying to make it as normal as they could. I mean, we couldn't really do any like, team bonding or anything like we normally could but at the end we got a little bit of um beach tournament like hotel time where we could bond and it was it was really good winning the beach title how important was that to kind of everybody's attitude about the year to everybody's mental health to everybody's just feeling that something came out of this I think we were all truly happy especially for our fifth year seniors we all really wanted them to win as well and it, it was amazing. I, I was so excited to finally win a ring like our freshman year since we couldn't get it in indoor, but we got it in outdoor. So it's a little something. You played club volleyball for Kiva, correct? Is my, am I saying yes. that correctly? Yes, you are. Nina and Brooke both played there before you. Had they told you anything about us to be? Did you lean on them before you got here as kind of a role models for lack of a better term? Yeah, a little bit. I, I knew them pretty much my whole life. Like my mom taught Nina in second grade. So I've always known who they are for pretty much my whole life. So I did look up to them. Yes. And I saw that they went there and I was like, OK, maybe it's like it is a really good place that people even in Louisville are like going there. So I decided to test it out and they weren't wrong. I love it. at Austin Peay. Looking at some of the history with Kiva, it seems like it's a huge program that sends a lot of players off to various levels of collegiate volleyball playing at that high of a level at that young of an age how did that help your development um it helped a lot because I had higher standards for myself and I knew I could get there if I tried hard and the Kiva coaches they'll always be there for anything that I need for, for me especially if it's like a late text at night like hey can I come in at six in the morning and they'll answer and they'll be there for me. Like they'll, they'll be with you throughout everything for it. How tight knit is the Kiva family? Because there've been some tragedies around the program. Alyssa Cavanaugh, uh, 2020 mm -hmm. car crash that claimed, I think four lives, two coaches and two players. What's it been like to be part of that program where they're dealing with a lot of tragedy? It was sad because it's hard to hold in your emotions when stuff like that happens, when the whole, like club is crying and dealing with it together 
but it's really good because even if you don't personally know them, you know them because they go to your club and everybody's family there no matter what. And we had everybody write their names on our shoes and we had a little get together like the night that we found out that happened at the hotel. And it's just, it's good to have somebody with you when stuff like that happens. And I think we were a really good family together and it's, it was much needed. Speaking of family, tell me about the, the effects that Shay and Chris have had on your life. They have made me a very independent person and I thank them for that because it truly has helped me in my future. I'm not really anything like my parents, but they've raised me to be like this and they've made me really strong and at a young age made me do stuff myself, which makes me learn now. And I'm like thankful that they taught me that. So it's really helped me in the future. You're an only child, right? Yes, I am. As an only child, how does that change how you interact within a team setting um I'm truly like an only child but again not because I always have people with me like my best friends are literally my sisters and my brothers so I always have somebody with me but there are times where I truly do want to just be alone for some nights and I think that's where I kick back to being an only child because I'm like I could have just gone home and laid in my bed because I don't have any siblings to bother me but yeah I think that's the only reason but I truly don't see it affecting anything with like teammates or anything like that. I'm told you do a pretty killer Mickey Mouse impression. Can I hear it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to think of what I said with the team. Um, <laughs> let's go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we just have this little thing, the whole team. I can't even remember where it started. I think it was me and my best friend Maggie on the team. We just, every day we do something weird that's different. And um, it just catches on with the team. And then everybody does it. And then it's a new new weird thing the next week. And with the um, championship with Beach, it was, it was the Mickey Mouse voices. And it would, it would lighten up the scenario because for Beach, like, you can only go to 21 points. It's like a really quick game. So – if you make somebody smile on the court during a really competitive match, that's all we really wanted to do. And it helps lighten up the mood. This particular team, I mean, fun is, is the thing. It's You guys keep it light. You keep it relaxed. Mm-hmm. Being able to contribute something, even if something as weird and silly as the Mickey Mouse boys, how just how does it how awesome is it to be a part of a group that really appreciates that kind of thing? I honestly love it. I I think at the beginning, because, like, I, I speak sarcasm. That's just – I don't really take anything that serious. So, at the beginning, I think it took a little bit while for people to learn. But then at the end, like, everybody does it now, and it truly feels like a family when everybody's laughing at the same thing. And it's hilarious because I love making people laugh, and it just makes my day when I can get a laugh out of that with somebody. Morgan, what is your favorite word? I would probably say cackle. It's weird, but it's like, I'm always laughing. Cackle like the laugh? Yeah, but it's like a really weird word that some people don't like. So I think I might like it because some people don't like it. Who doesn't like cackle? (laughs) Sometimes just like, it's kind of like the word moist where people don't like the word moist. And they don't like the word cackle. What is your least favorite word? 
Probably no. I don't like being told no. <laughs> I'll be honest with that. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? My parents inspired me. What is the last book you read for fun? I can't remember what it was called, but it's just like a motivated book. And it's like ways to think, like how thinking can change the way you live, basically. What is your worst habit? Probably procrastination. What app on your phone gets the most use? TikTok. I've heard you're an avid TikToker. What is yep. it about that particular app? I don't know because I just, there's a lot of information on that. Sometimes may it, it might not be true, but it's funny. And there's just a lot of dances that you can learn and you can go ahead and dance with your friends and a lot of trends that you can make with like teams and stuff like that. So it's just a really fun app. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Um, probably when I got in a car accident a year ago. What is your idea of happiness? Everybody around me being happy and me not, me not trying to, I guess, have any higher, more like expectations for what I'm doing. Like I, I'm good at where I'm at, but like, I'm still going to work harder if that makes sense. What is your idea of misery? Probably somebody I love that if they're not being happy, if they're not happy or they're just having a hard day. What makes you self-conscious? Probably just, I guess, certain clothes. What is the most embarrassing song you love? I'll probably just do, I can't even think of the name, a Taylor Swift song. Um, gosh. I can't even think of it. Feeling 22. Yeah, sure. I'll do that one. <laughs> <laughs> How would you prefer to die? Um, probably in my sleep. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? I would like to come back as a dog. And just because I always wonder like what my dog thinks and like what goes on through her mind and just kind of how it's like to live as a dog. So. Yeah. What might prompt you to lie? If it's been benefiting somebody else. What makes you hopeful? I, I've seen multiple people in my family and even friends go from like rock bottom to doing so good in life. And that's what makes me hopeful because I know there's going to be some hard times and I can always make it out. What is our purpose in life? I honestly think everybody's put on the earth for like a certain purpose, but I think it takes time for everybody to find it. And it could be as little as a thing as just to make people happy, like just complimenting people random out of the day. Just, it could be a little thing like that. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? What in his life would like truly make him say like he made it? What is it for you? Probably when I can just take a, take a step back and look at my life and see that I have the job that I want, the family that I've been working for, and that my family is happy and doesn't have to work anymore. Two weeks ago, Alec Woodard asked, have you been scuba diving? <laughs> no, I have not. So 
you're finally going to get what we hope is a normal year coming up this fall. You've got plenty of time left as far as your collegiate career. What are you hoping to get out of the rest of your time here at Austin Peay? Um, well, for my next three years, I want three more rings for indoor and outdoor. And I just truly want to make as many memories as I can. Well, those are pretty lofty goals. And uh, with this team, pretty attainable as well. Morgan, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, too. If you down, I'm down too I found you So I like being around you So like I Big thanks to Morgan Rutledge for coming in and giving us a few minutes out of her day as she anticipates a return to normalcy, like the, all the rest of us. It's not a return. She's never had a normal college year. That's true. It's not a return. She has never had a normal college year. So good for her. Good for all of us. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for everybody. You know what else I'm excited for? What are you excited for? NBA playoffs. Oh, boy. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure the NBA hates the teams that are left, but... Well, they are going to move... The, well, ESPN hates it, but... The, the NBA is going to move heaven and earth to figure out a way to get Suns Clippers to seven, and I don't want to think... I don't want to buy too hard into conspiracy theories, because otherwise there's no way we would have Bucks Hawks for the East. But But the NBA has a has a history of making sure that at least one large market is a part of either either a large market or a historical giant is part of the NBA finals. So who do you think is gonna be in the finals if you're the if you're picking from the NBA the NBA's viewpoint? I think it's probably Clips Bucks. Yeah. I think Hawks and Suns would kill them. I think I mean, the a, fans would like it. I think there is a lot of fun potential in a Hawks Suns final. I, I would. This, I think the fans are for it. That. I don't think the NBA is for it. Well, the NBA, much much like a, the next entity we'll discuss, doesn't always really uh, know what's best for its own dead product. Um, Kevin Durant. It's weird that he's the person that we think of. I'm going to think of most when I think of this year's playoffs, considering he went out in the second round. Yeah. But boy, he went out in a blaze of glory. Oh yeah. The uh I did not think he had that in him with after, you know, the old shredding of the, the Achilles. Achilles yeah, and at, stuff. at his age. Yeah. Well, at his age, he's what, thirty two? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Still. Still. Bucks Nets was highly entertaining, even if Giannis can't shoot. Is Giannis does Giannis have one move? Um, no, he's got two Two moves. Oh, one right, one left. He's got three moves. Right, left, feel, and then back for an ill-advised three. I feel like every if he scores, he has to start from like half court. His very best move is getting the ball in transition and using his big, long Giannis strides to just like get to the basket in three steps. Boy, he can't shoot. I mean, in fairness to him, he'll at least give it the old college try, and like some people we know, Ben Simmons. Oh, I think I'd rather have, I don't know, I don't know which I'd rather have. Oh, I'd rather have Giannis in a heartbeat. Well, I meant like the the, the brick and threes are just the not shooting them at all. Yeah. 
It's not even that he won't shoot trees. He won't shoot anything. He won't shoot anything. He he did not take a shot, I, I read somewhere, over like the last 18 minutes no. of the game that decided their season. Well, will that's, he, that's where the will guy he, you Where will he play next year? Because it won't be Philadelphia. I don't know that Philly can afford to sell that low on him. I don't think they want him there, though. He, was, he went from being the centerpiece to a hardened deal to... Is the process dead? I mean... It's not processing. Yeah, I mean, at this point, what else are you going to... The the picks are done. You've, you've done what you could do. And this is the result. And the result is a decent regular season team that's going to collapse like a house of cards. They, they are doing a lot of set... There is a lot more Seth Curry to that team than you would think they would be. Than should be. All of the assets they acquired at the yeah, time. Yeah, Seth Curry really shouldn't be your go-to guy in the fourth quarter. And I'm not even putting on Seth Curry. Seth Curry was amazing in that series. Oh, no, yeah, I'm just what, saying... Like, like 22, 23? Yeah, I'm saying he shouldn't be. that On that team, he should not be the... Uh, no, he's not the guy that you're flipping the ball to to make something happen. He was, but he shouldn't three. be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I don't know why, but I am. Yeah, when I'm not disappointed. What's that? New lottery. New lottery. New lottery. Big loser. The Thunder. Yeah, not a great time for the Thunder. The Thunder pick 16 and 6, but they had a chance to pick three times inside like the top 10. Mm-hmm. And their pick that was like their their actual pick that was projected well like three or four. Yeah, they were supposed fell to be to six. Four, they fell to six. They were supposed to get the Rockets pick. It was top four protected, so and then they jumped into two. the top four. And, and then their other pick, I don't know where it was. It was from Boston. Yeah, I. It's, it was it's from six. Boston through somebody else. Well, they also pick eighteen, which is from Miami via the Clippers, Philadelphia, and Phoenix. Well, that one's been passed around a lot. That's that's what it says from Miami v. L.A., Philly, and Phoenix. So watch that be this draft, Giannis. It's you got to feel bad for Sam Presti for purposely losing and just being yeah, terrible. No, I'm gonna have to stop you there. I don't feel bad for anybody who okay, purposely fine. loses. I don't feel bad for him, but yeah, I got I got I got to put the stop to you there because uh, you purposely lose. Hey, ask ask Philadelphia how that's how that's going. You spent half a decade stealing money from your fans and promised them that it was all going to be worth it at the end. And now you got a guy who won't shoot in Game Seven of the. And now you lose to the Hawks. Yeah. Get done in by Trey Young. To, to Kevin Herter. 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 That's what it is. Excuse me. Kayvon. Boy, he can shoot it, huh? He is. I, that Hawks team's a lot of fun. <laughs> they're, like, they're fun to watch. I like him a lot more than Tyler Hero last year. I hope he does not go the same way as Tyler Hero. I liked, I loved the 2020 bubble experience with Tyler Hero. Was not so wild about this year's version. No. You know what else I'm not wild about? Rob Manfred's super fun baseball body <laughs> check. This is so uh, stupid. Max Scherzer just out. Oh, that was great. Great comedy from the Nationals and their Twitter. Max Scherzer... Uh, He's already going to kill. He's already looks like he's going to kill somebody on the mound. I don't think poking that bear is one I would do. Next time he pitches against Philly, he may uh, accidentally strike out twenty-seven. I was going to say let one slip during warm-up tosses and fire one into the Philly dugout <laughs> at Joe Girardi. Whoops! Don't have anything oh, on me. It slipped. Right. Yeah, look, no, no sticky stuff because obviously that one slipped. What's crazy is I heard it was. I think it was on one of Bauer's blogs. He was talking to people and hitters and stuff, and the hitters. 
so they banned all stuff. The hitters don't care if, like, from what it sounds like, if like a pitcher's using like sunscreen and rosin, because like, it's all, way better for them. Well, yes. So what from what I heard, from what I listened to and have read, hitters are like, if you use sunscreen and rosin, it helps you grip the ball. It doesn't increase spin rate. It doesn't make you a better pitcher. It helps you grip the ball. I mean, it makes you better because you can throw strikes. And you're not going to kill them, and they don't like getting hit. Yeah. It's when you use spider tack and stuff like that that you're increasing spin rate. Your fastball's not dropping. Your curveball's breaking more. And the hitters don't like that. So, like... Yeah, but there's still... You want to be able to grip something. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, rosin helps, but it doesn't... Like, that's why if you, like... Ban spider tack. Ban yes. stuff like that. But if a pitcher's got a little sunscreen on his arm, puts a little rosin on, I don't think the hitters care if they can grip the ball. They don't want to get drilled. Yeah. Oh, I mean, good Lord. I've been watching the last couple of nights, and it's just been... There, there been a bunch of guys over gripping or under gripping. There's been well, they're gonna get hurt like glass now. Which, if that's what really happened, we don't know. But I can't cheat anymore, so now I'm hurt. Is just a really. I mean, his logic of having to grip the pitch harder <laughs> made sense. The, the grit that is that does make sense. What did you do before spider tack, though, buddy? However, I would also like to make a point. None of this would have happened if Major League Baseball hadn't deadened the balls. Well, Major League Baseball. Once Major League Baseball once creates again, its own problem yeah. and overcorrects. Major League Baseball creates its own problems, then makes a big celebration out of Pitching. overcorrecting Woo. its problems. And now... We must stop it. And it's not our someone, fault. Someone... They try and blame the pitchers instead of themselves. This is going to... This is going to become a thing... This summer, as it gets hotter, as people get more ornery, as this rule becomes more cumbersome, some p- pitcher is going to get mad and flash his wedding tackle at a stadium full of people. It's going to happen. <laughs> Sergio Romo gave it the old so, oh, Ser- Sergio Romo is going to look genteel by comparison <laughs> at some point. I, it's just going to happen. I, guarantee, I will guarantee it. So... Here's the question. Which pitcher gets busted for using uh, sticky stuff first? Hunter Strickland. Okay. My, my answer was going to be, um, it was, why is it a Philadelphia Philly? Why is it a Philadelphia Philly? Because it's going to be someone on Joe Girardi's team after that whole thing. I mean, yeah. I think if you come out that way, part of it is like, uh-oh, uh, my guys would never cheat. Well, I just think it's funny. He checks Scherzer three extra times. It's definitely going to be one of his. Like Vince Velasquez is getting popped. Mm, who, who would it be for... Aaron Nola. No, no. We need a Phillies roster. Oh, come on. I'm thinking there's somebody with Zach Eflin. Yeah, somebody that's just like. Because Zach Eflin's having a good year. Super, like, just an average starting pitcher. Like, maybe Jose Alvarado, Hector Neris, Ranger Suarez. There we go. I'm I'm going to ride with Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin's going to be the the guy for Philly if it. If that goes down. And if it's not a Philly, I hope it's Garrett Cole because his little crybaby, for Pete's sake, fit was the funniest thing I've seen all week. He has not looked as good since this all went down. We were talking about before we started, you know, skating by unscathed in this whole sticky stuff situation because he happened to blow his UCL up at the end of last year. Old Justin Verlander. You know, the 40-year-old who's pitching like a 23-year-old. Yeah, good for him. Good, smart, good smart for move him. to get hurt before this season. If you had to. Justin Verlander's playing chess. The rest of us are playing checkers. Good good for him. Also, Houston may may have a history of cheating. Yeah, I mean, well, it's baseball. It's, it's going to be funny when the first pitcher <laughs> gets a, that gets 
busted for sticky stuff gets suspended longer than all the Astros players combined. Congrats on being the 43,000th person to... I know, but I just had to say it. Someone had to say it. Everyone has I said it. Someone had to say it on this podcast. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, I believe that's it. Do you, do you have any... Uh, you have any complaints about Manfred other than just did did he wrong the Reds in any conceptual way this week? Uh, Joey Votto's ejection by umpire Ryan Addington. Ah, uh, really yes. So the so here's what bothered me: Joey Votto check swing. Third base umpire says it's a swing. Joey Votto doesn't think so. Joey Votto's walking back to the third base dugout after striking out, and he's yelling at the third base umpire. Halfway back to the dugout, the home plate umpire starts talking to Votto. Votto turns around because the home plate umpire said something to him, and then he gets thrown out by the home plate umpire who he wasn't even arguing with. It's uh, it's Rob Manfred's fault somehow for letting Ryan add to be a major league umpire because that guy is the softest person I've ever heard. Haley Meyer for Community Service Opportunities. Those are tapped for the year, but hopefully coming this fall we will have We'll get back into the spirit of serving the community a little more often with more opportunities for people to, to get out into the greater Clarksville area and do some good. It'll also be good. Sorry, I checked out with you when you were uh, yelling about check swings that were clearly not checked. I don't care if it was a check swing or not. And it's the umpire that won't back I believe you job. were saying something else was good. People should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or follow along on our official Facebook account called Dustin P. Governors. Uh, shout out to Robin for all of her work on that. Uh, shout out to Carter for her future work on that. But uh, Eric, he's Keep also... Keep on existing, Eric. Eric's doing something. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and myself over there. I would say all the time, but boy, it's been quiet over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Getting a lot of getting a lot of clerical work done these last couple of weeks. One thing that we have done though, or at least I've done, your boy Craig, gonna be a full timer. Woo Woo I mean full timer in the sense that he actually gets paid for the work I do. Well you've gotten paid for the work you've done. Paid more appropriately. I really think it's more the benefits that I think so. Are the benefits are what you're after as a full timer. So you can get sick now. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like you spent the last year uh, missing half the year for COVID. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else. I believe there's some mention of tickets in the script. Yeah. Would you, you guys want to come watch the Govs play football? That football team we talked about that's going to be uh, so fine and dandy. So fine. And Dan. You know how you're going to get into the Fort Terrace Stadium to watch the football team? You're going to call old Two Ring John. He's got a, uh, he's on the call for ticket renewals. You can buy tickets. You don't have to just renew them. He's on there all the time. Give it a call. Two Rings renewal period ends uh, June 30th. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating in the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And we will suggest a guest. Let us know of a lo- local or on-campus event we should shout out. Provide us with some fun and engaging content for the summer. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out to Jayla's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard on the mend, thankfully, after uh, some surgeries. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to my mother for no particular reason at all. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Goodbye. 
smoking loud tailgate six pack. You had my old Atlanta ball cap flip back. Saturday night game scored a couple cheap seats underneath the Delta sign. And we were drinking overpriced Miller Lite beer can From the yelling, get your cold beer here, man You were looking that way, so watching them boys play wasn't even on my mind You shine brighter than the stadium light.